Hello, uh, guys and girls, ladies and gents, uh, ooglies and uglies. This is uh, Steve Saunders from uh, STD, or Spreading the Disease. Check in on Mike Peacock and Misery Point Radio for some great tunes and some banter, some interviews, and uh, you're going to love it. So don't forget, tune in. Misery Point Radio. Thank you. Minions, thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. Appreciate you breaking free of your own personal mental prisons to join me here in the wasteland. I know it's been a minute since we last hung out, but I had to take a bit of time off to mentally decompress and work on saving the world, which really is the ultimate goal of this show, am I right? Saving the world, cleansing the wasteland, bringing the bitches, I mean the people, back together, and really spreading the disease. I mean, what could be better than an infectious dose of STD? Very few things, if you ask me. Speaking of STD, today's guest is Steve Saunders, bassist and founding member of UK metal powerhouse band Spreading the Disease. Founded in 2014, STD quickly gained a foothold in the always churning UK metal scene and quickly established themselves as an infectious, heavy-hitting force to be reckoned with. In fact, these guys played an insane amount of shows and turned out three epic piles of metal awesomeness in just over three years with 2016's Viral, 2017's Insurrection, and their latest concept EP, Mind Cell. Steve and I, of course, chatted about all things STD, the band's inception, their concept, their influences, their aggressive playing style, and the challenges during the pandemic. We also discussed the story concept of Mind Cell, the entirely new lineup that has yet to be officially announced, the direction the band has taken on their upcoming new material, and their plans for live shows now that things are open and back up. Steve is a super cool and down-to-earth dude who is awesome to talk to, and he shared some killer stories about some of his experiences in the music industry, and he's also very supportive of the music scene and is going above and beyond to help keep things going. So. Bust out those antibiotics, fight out those inner demons, and prepare to be infected. Check it out. Hey, Steve. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on today. Glad we could finally make this happen. Hello, Mike. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How's uh, how's things over in the UK uh, right now? Uh, well, sun's going down slowly, very slowly. Um, but we've had a good day. It's been really, really fine. It's the uh, it's the longest summer we ever had. Three three hot days. <laughs> three hot days. Uh, <laughs> is it still perpetually misty? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's it's been a clear day today, which is rather nice. I mean, if you listen to the weather girl here, uh, forget about it because they never get it right. You know, <laughs> really, really, they should just come out and say, "Hey, guess what? Look outside. It's really shit." Yeah. Uh, um, thanks. Thanks for watching. Uh, do your own fucking weather report. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I you know I, I talked to um, I talked to a lot of folks from from across the pond, and, and I have to say that probably besides the U.S., uh, the U.K. 
has has treated me pretty well. So I, I appreciate all you guys over there, all the bands, all the metalheads for, you know, helping to helping to keep the show going. But also for, I think, your scene, the UK uh, music scene still seems to be going pretty strong. And uh, I, I don't know if that's just a testament to just the culture that you all have over there. But I, I when I think of really kind of active music scenes, whether or not it's metal or, you know, other other genres, I think that you guys really have consistently put out just a lot of material and uh, have shown a lot of support for bands over the years. Is that still kind of the case, even with COVID? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, England as, as the States has always been a bed for, for a lot of great music and, uh, and bands and obviously pioneers in, you know, in many fields music wise. Um, you know, I mean, the pandemic, uh affected everybody very badly and that you know that there are a lot of bands uh hanging their boots up if you like but also there's a lot of new bands coming out as well and there's a, there's a lot of talent in the uk um sadly because of the you know the way the music business is these days most of it is underground right um doesn't have the support that it should have or did have um, but you know, everybody works very hard and it's a good community generally, you know, everybody looks after each other and, uh, yeah, you know, we, we do well, we do a lot of shows together, all different bands mixing it up and yeah, we all get on, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. I, I, I dig, I dig the UK, uh, UK scene for sure. So, well, let's, uh, let's talk about you a little bit then. So, uh, spreading the disease, otherwise known as STD, which by the way, I love the, uh, um, <laughs> the cool double entendre there, right? Uh, I'm sure that you're, you're, uh, you've been privy to that for a while. Uh, so you guys got started around, you know, 2014 or so. So let's give the Misery Point Radio listeners kind of a little bit of backstory on the band, uh, you know, when it got started. And I know you guys have gone through kind of several lineup changes at this point, but uh, let's kind of get the breakdown on this. Oh, uh, basically, yeah, we started in 2014 and... Uh... Got, got together we done we we had a, a lucky break where we got a chance to do an ep very very quickly um and we sent it off to kerrang and a lot of other people and and uh kerrang gave us a 4k straight away on the ep which then from that point on we started gigging and we just never stopped we were pretty much out on the road four years uh almost continuous just taking a couple of weeks or so to record the, the, the latter album insurrection. Um, but yeah, we've had a few lineup changes, obviously like many bands, I think, um, I don't usually go into, uh, you know, the ins and outs of that and don't dirty laundry and stuff, but you know, people have differences of opinion and we, you know, you move through that. Um, I believe that in 219, early 219, we put out mind cell, uh, which was a little bit of a deviation uh, from from the theme from the last two albums. Um, but we didn't get it promoted too much. The band had a bit of a car crash. Uh, so I kind of put it on hold for a while, uh, while looking for new band members. But then, of course, the pandemic hit. Um, and here we are, basically. We've just reformed again with a new lineup. Um, our ex-drummer who moved to the Isle of Wight uh, and, he, and he plays with trains over there. He's got his own personal train set, I believe. Um, the, 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 the railway 
uh, like like island. a legit like a like a whole fucking like railway station. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing, the whole island, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Um, so he's he's having fun, um, and he actually said through the pandemic, he said, "Fuck me," he said, "I've act- I actually belonged to one of the most premonitious bands on the planet." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, we we you know it was two fourteen when we were called spreading the disease and. Uh, very prophetic, jump. isn't it? And it, and and you know, I mean, we played every corner of the UK. We've been out into Europe a couple of times and all sorts of things. And uh, yeah, the first EP was called Viral um, for some strange reason. Um, <laughs> and then the next, the album was called Insurrection, and the front cover was just covered with little viruses. So right, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I talked to uh, to to. Um, Coke Finley uh, a few months back from Virus, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, Coke, uh, you know, remember when? Remember when Anthrax was going to change their name because uh, you know there was that Anthrax outbreak? I don't know if you heard about that, but we had some mail bombings here in the U.S. Yeah. and uh, yeah. the, the little little tidbits of white powder turned out to be Anthrax. And he's like, "I know." He's like, "Every day my inbox is filled up with virus jokes." <laughs> so I was like, and yeah. uh, Evolution Apocalypse, of course. And I was like, "Wow, that's just crazy how that stuff kind of kind of comes to be." And I was thinking about that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, yeah. That's pretty funny uh, with with uh, with viral. So now I just want to back it up for a quick second. And I know that you said you don't want to air laundry, but you mentioned that the band had a bit of a car crash. Was that like a personnel issue or was that just there were other factors that was kind of keeping you guys from from moving forward? No, I, I think it was just a, a, a clash of personalities and ideals, I guess. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I'd been in various bands and with a so-called democratic sort of leadership or, or running, if you like. Sure. And, uh, you know, too many chiefs in the, or too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. And nothing ever got done. So I, I left that particular band. I mean, they're great lads. They're a good band. I, I still work with them on occasion. But, you know, the missus said to me, why don't you just do what you did, like, 30 years ago with your you know with your own thing and just do your own band and that's kind of what i did so i put the whole thing together and i kind of had a plan of action where i'm heading and you know sometimes people jump on board and we work together but it it doesn't quite go together or they're not quite in agreement with or we're not in agreement with each other as to to which way to go and uh that's kind of what happened yeah you know and so um i basically sort of gave them the opportunity to, to, you know, uh, hang about and carry on or, or do what they wanted to do. And they decided they wanted to go their own way and that's fine. So that's what they did. Yeah. I think that's a Fleetwood Um, Mac song. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's my bad dad joke for the day. And actually, no, I have more. That's just one of my bad dad jokes for the day. Oh, don't worry. (laughs) I have two or three friends with brilliant bad uh, dad jokes on Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Love it. Well, uh, <laughs> so you mentioned that mind cell uh, is a bit of a departure. And so, you know, I, I, of course, um, b- before you and I started talking, I had, uh, I had heard about spreading the disease through both, uh, um, heaps of metal, of course, as well as, as the metal lab. So I became familiar with you through right. the mind cell stuff and then over the course of deciding, you know, that, that you and I were going to have this little uh, chat, I, I started going back and, and kind of digging up and, and listening to your older stuff. And I definitely noticed that as far as like 
the sonic goal that you guys go for. I I'd, I'd f- find that to still be relatively consistent, but what I start to notice more in the sense of mind cell is, of course, the, the production sounds different of the actual physical recording, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the vocal aggression specifically, I think, got a lot tighter with mind cell. I think there's an overall kind of uh, really more polished presentation to the, the sound of the band. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, uh, even though I was running or, or I run the band, I, it, you know, I don't walk around in great big sci-high boots and dictating to everybody. So, um, <laughs> you know, basically we all just sort of jumped in with ideas and then we kind of roll with, with, with the one that was correct. And having done the last two albums in uh, Magpie Studios in Ashford, uh, in Kent, um you know, they did a great, uh, Charlie there did a great job, uh, very, very happy with it. But uh, the new drummer came on board and he he knew this guy and he said, look, why don't we try this studio? You know, he's, he's good at what he does. And yeah, of course, yeah, we'll give it a go. And that's what we did. And, you know, incredibly happy with Mind Cells production. It came out very, very well. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, and, and, and as far as the vocals are concerned, um, Connor, the previous vocalist uh, made a big jump from insurrection to to, to mind cell. Um, there's quite a lot of clear singing in there, you know, clean, mm-hmm. um, and also a lot of aggression as well. But uh, when he first came on board, um, uh, let's just say that, that it needed a bit of work, but we we got there. But he he made a big jump in mind cell, and, and uh, very happy with that. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's basically, uh, you, it, it, uh, you've noticed the right thing. I think the production was much better. Um, but also, I guess the band had been together for quite a, quite a while. And we, you know, as I said, we played hundreds and hundreds of shows in that period. So we tightened up the band. We got used to each other, the way we write, you know, the way we think about things. And so the whole concept of Mind Cell, it's almost a concept EP. Um, so the whole thing came together very well, the artwork and so forth. I only hope that the next one <laughs> goes anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I look at the inception of the band, right? So you guys get together around 2014 or so. And then, like you said, you kind of banged out this EP. Ed Viral came out around 2016. Insurrection came out in 2017. Mind Cell came out in 2019. So you guys are like fucking bang, 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 releasing stuff, playing tons of shows. So you were very active um, for, you know, three to four years straight. Uh, I mean, where was even the time to to flesh out, you know, the concepts and to to say, okay, this is now the right time to release more material. I mean, you guys just were so busy. Um, I just can't even imagine how that mental process worked to get all that stuff done in that short amount of time. Well, Martin, uh, the previous singer, the uh, sorry, the previous guitarist, the original guitarist, uh, he, he practically ended up living at my, my place. Uh, I don't know for eight, nine months, something like that with, with his girlfriend, um, sort of rough times kind of thing. And had trouble finding where, you know, somewhere to, to live. So they stayed here with us uh, in our house. So uh, because the pair of us are lazy pair of pricks anyway, we were just <laughs> hanging around, <laughs> grabbing the guitar and bass and just fucking churning them out when, you know, when any point when we were at home. Um, 
and then we just sort of developed them as we went and through rehearsals. Obviously, we still, you know, we were still rehearsing early weeks. Um, and you know, as new songs came along, we we throw them into the set, gig them live, so they, you know, they became very comfortable. So by the time we got to Mind Cell, they were, you know, well rehearsed and uh, and edited, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was probably how we managed it somehow. Um, it certainly wasn't on the road because, I, I mean, we've never argued or fought or anything, but the va- the van was a fucking lunacy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm going to uh, a little insight here. I, I, 219, I worked with Ginger uh, driving for them and various other things. And uh, when they got in the van and we started driving, they were, I mean, they're lovely people. Um, and we had a great time, but they were incredibly quiet. And I said to the manager who sat next to me, I said, are they still in the van? <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, mate, if you, if you spent a day, let alone four years in our van, you'd probably shoot the fucking lot of them because they would never sleep. Or if they did, it was when they were finally exhausted from making racket noise, jokes, fucking about, jumping all over the van shagging i don't know what these guys used to do eat eat themselves out of house and home and probably fucking ruined mcdonald's in the process yeah it was it was insane um you know going up to gigs and back from gigs and i guess the only time that they all sort of shut up is after the batteries run out and they kind of fell asleep <laughs> nice yeah. So yeah, it sounds like uh, you you had a, a pretty a pretty epic road experience. Um, as far as uh, since we're talking about live shows and just kind of bouncing around everywhere, who were some of the yeah. some of the highlight uh, shows that you had? What were some of the highlight shows? Who were some of the bands that you played with, uh, and maybe some of the more memorable experiences that you had out there during those three years? Jesus Christ, there's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh God. I, I can't even yeah. think to shows honest. where, you know, maybe like, you know, dead people fell from the ceiling or, uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, but usually that was us. Uh, <laughs> nice. Hookers, I mean, hookers puking on the stage, you know, Gigi Allen style stuff. Yeah. I mean, the thing is we, we right from day one, uh, we had a reputation, um, because basically, when I, the first gig we did with Adam, the original singer, who is a fantastic bloke, and uh, the first, very first gig we did, he pulled a stool up in front of right this packed venue and jumped up on the stool, and I thought, what the fuck's he's doing? And he shouted, right, you motherfuckers. He said, this is not a fucking cinema. It's a metal gig. I want every single finger up in the air, and I want to see you headbanging, or I'm coming to kick the shit out of you. And... <laughs> That's kind of what he did. He jumped off the stool and went for the guy at the back with his arms crossed and pulled him up in the middle and head banged the shit out of the guy uh, until he enjoyed it too. Um, and I think from that point onwards, every single gig we did, we went out, you know, three tracks back to back, you know, uh, heads up, you know, uh, and basically we would jump into the crowd, jump onto tables, the guitarist would jump up on the bar he would hang from the light rigs. He would throw himself onto the drama. It was just a mental, uh, you know, half hour or whatever we were playing. It was it was very kick-ass in that that aspect. Yeah. So we 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 got a, a, a reputation pronto of being that kind of 
pretty savage sort of live band that just <laughs> just wanted a really fucking fucked up good time with everybody. And the interaction, if you see what I mean, getting everybody dancing with us and moshing with us and, you know, jumping into the crowd. I, mean, I remember one time or, or two just get, handing the bass to other people and letting them play for a few seconds. You know? Nice. No, I've, and, I've, uh, seen, uh, I've seen vocalists uh, hand the microphones over, but I don't think I've ever seen uh, any instrumentalists uh, hand, their, hand their stuff over to the crowd. It doesn't matter what you're playing. <laughs> Lucky if you get mm. your bass back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they loved it, you know. <laughs> I think at one gig I remember up north, um, we ended up with everybody dancing like the Russian Cossack dance. <laughs> um, I don't, God knows why, I don't, I don't know. But uh, in Holland, the band that was on previous to us, uh, really, really cool band, um, he, he ended up with, the, with finding a sack barrow and scooping up our guitarist and wheeling him all around the venue while he continued to play. <laughs> Uh, we found at the same point they found some weird mannequin which kind of got lobbed across the stage on top of the singer halfway through the gig. That got kicked around the entire venue um, until it lost its head and maybe a few fingers. Uh, and then when we went to get paid, the lady, the owner, the landlady said, uh, you're only going to get paid when you put Bob back together again. <laughs> Bob being the mannequin. <laughs> yeah, so we had to go and find these little bits of Bob all over the venue and sort of somehow stick them together before we got paid and on to, to Amsterdam. And so, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we, we, we've done some pretty fucking crazy shows uh, and, and with some great bands, you know, and, uh, and like Sulphur and Diamond Head and uh, I don't know, I, I just can't think at the moment. But. Diamond Head, like Diamond Head, Diamond Head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mi Evil band—they were on a bill with us, and uh, you know, we we did a lot of shows where there was a lot of bands. Uh, Raging Speedhorn was another band, and you know, just just sort of festivals with a lot of different bands on. So, you know, we we just sort of got on and did our stuff and mixed with them. And, yeah, but if you ask me which ones, fuck knows. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I, I get the idea though. I mean you've had some some crazy some crazy shows and some good times and you kinda you kinda brought up the fact that uh, you guys have become known for kind of your your energy. Um as I've kind of dug around, that seems to be a lot of things that people call out about you and that your live shows are definitely full of energy. And in fact, you know, um when I'm listening to, you know, some of the newer stuff, especially like I watched uh, a couple of those videos you guys have posted. Um, for instance, like the anger inside, uh, that's like, a. I guess I don't know any other word to describe that song, but moshable. Like when I think of a song like that, that just is an immediate get people going almost, um, anthemic kind of a vibe to that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, it's part part of Mindsell, obviously. So it's it's a compilation of five songs which create a story. But yeah, it's got a sort of a, a Ramstein-y kind of marching feel to it, jumping up and down. And uh, uh, we still play that now with a new set, we're, or we will be, um, because obviously we did we we really didn't get a chance to push Mindsell as we should have done. Yeah. So we've got merch for it and CDs and stuff. So which have been, you know, put away for, for months and months, if not a year now. So we'll, we'll incorporate some of mindset into the new, the new material and new set as yeah. we go out. 
Um, but yeah, it is a it is it's a very simple track, but it's you know they're they're the ones that make people jump up and down, and have a good time, and uh, yeah, the video was a lot of fun doing them. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I specifically told Martin, the guitarist at the time, not I, I have a transparent bass which has you know thirty years in the making this thing since I saw Geezer Butler's. Um, and finally managed to, to sort myself out one. And the lady said, would you, that was making it, would you like some of those neon electric light things going through it? I said, sure. Anyway, when it got here, you turn the button on and the only thing that illuminated was the fucking neck, right? So it looked like the A to B of how to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> your, instructional, so I, 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 your instructional bass <laughs> is what that was. Yeah, so I told every one of them, don't you fucking dare touch that button ever um and martin being a twat that he was pulled the button in the video and off it came so yeah <laughs> awesome well we're gonna check out the anger inside at the end of the show so y'all stay tuned for that but first we're gonna play another track off the mind cell ep and in a few minutes we'll discuss the concept of this album and how these songs tie together so here it is spreading the disease with conflicted all the decisions that I make All the steps I choose to take When I make my destination Or just fall along the way I wanna risk it all I wanna scratch a claw My way to the top Is this really the life I wanna lead? I risk losing those around me To get to where I need to be Is that me following my dreams Or acting selfishly? I never gonna, never gonna Never gonna, 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 never gonna
video uh for for voices i, I kind of wanted to talk about that in a minute and maybe i hadn't realized this but you you've brought up um kind of a, a conceptual thing for this mm. ep and mm. so uh, i listened to to voices and then i watched the video for it and i mean is this is a very powerful video and it has a completely different feel um, than the anger inside. I mean, I mean, there's some powerful imagery. Uh, you know, someone wiping away somebody else's self-inflicted wounds. There's another scene that kind of has this role reversal where there's the person kind of in the chair and somebody kind of looking on them in a persecuting fashion. And all of a sudden now it's the opposite and the person is out of the chair and now they're kind of controlling mentally this other person. So yeah. is there... Uh, a, a story, I guess, uh, uh, in this EP. I mean, does it have to do with kind of like uh, like mental control and people's perceptions? What is the idea behind this uh, this concept you guys have going on? Well, it was it was kind of uh, I I'd written the anger inside and given it a title, and then I started thinking about how I was going to create artwork for the next album. We'd, we'd done a couple of tracks, to be honest, and uh, I walked into Martin's house one night and I said. No, this this was when he'd actually moved out and into his own place um eventually <laughs> 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 and uh i said guess what i got this fucking cool idea uh i can see this sort of person's brain as if it was like a cell block with all these doors left and right off of it and he said yeah and i can get these different people in there with all these different reactions i said yeah yeah you know it's i i, I can see different uh, illnesses and emotions in there uh, affecting these different people. And it's all as if it was built inside of a brain, uh, a, a person's brain. So, you know, you've things, you've ah, got things mind like, cell, right? Right. So you've got this sort of conflicted, you've got anger inside and voices. So, you know, it, it's all about mental health. It's about the anger that you feel sometimes in certain situations that you are, uh, incapable of controlling and it, there's a whole realm of, of, of emotions and, and, and illness in there. Yeah. Um, self, you know, self harm and, you know, and, but we didn't want to do it in a, in a preaching way. We just wanted to show that, you know, that you make, make people perhaps aware of the situation um, and, and took it from there. And both of us sort of, collided with a very similar idea so we it went from there we built it so when we the, the actual the video kind of encompasses all five songs of all those five situations yeah but if you you yourself said that there's a role reversal there well the guy that ends up in the chair is actually his head his brain right so 
everything else you see in there, the two girls, the two opposite girls, uh, the guy that's conflicted and, you know, misses his, his, his girlfriend and wants her back and that kind of thing. And then the guy who wrecked, the fuck out the room <laughs> may i add adam had a fucking great day with that one yeah right didn't have to pay him for that he just said fuck it let me tear this shit up oh mate we were fighting to get in there i mean it was like you know and, and the thing was is is it was a one-off take obviously because yeah. we'd taken all this furniture and i said well, we ain't got no more so you better kick the shit out of this like the best way you can because we we got no more yeah and uh yeah so we did the whole thing so the whole thing kind of is what's going on inside his head. And then eventually he realizes it's actually him. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a kind of a note I'd made to myself is it's definitely, it, it seems like it's encompassing just more or less inner struggle. And I, I do like the fact that it kind of um, approaches the idea of awareness for, for the mental health aspect. And, and it, it kind of treats it respectfully as opposed to making it a gimmick. And if that makes sense, I see a lot of people, yes will you know say oh hey we're gonna put out this imagery just for the sake of doing it but in this case there's actually a purpose for it in fact the other cool thing i thought about as i was watching that video was that um in that particular song uh so you have all this very powerful imagery and and spreading the disease is definitely a heavy kind of groove oriented band but this particular yeah. song has clean singing so you think it's going to be mellow but at the same time, it's got this heavy staccato guitar and these very, uh, you know, double kick elements to it in the spot of the song that seems like it's just really slow and emotional and it wants to go there. But you guys just kind of keep hitting that those musical elements that, that kind of it's like this dichotomy of of slow and yeah. fast. And where where am I supposed to take this mentally? I don't know how to take this song. And it stood out to me as, as a really cool um, expression about just kind of that turmoil that you might feel mentally like that song wants to resolve slower, but yet you guys are hitting people with these heavy rhythms and, and fast bits and mixed with the slow yeah. stuff. I just thought it was really powerful. Yeah. I mean, voices is, is, is especially that because it's basically, you know, one, it, it's almost, it's almost, it's basically insinuating uh, perhaps a bipolar situation where sure. one minute you're okay but you know that you're not and inside you, you know, it's building up and it's, it, it, it gets out. So you've got this very sort of quiet part and then you've got that frantic sort of, I can't handle this shit kind of thing. coming out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is the band, when it, when, when I first put the band together, I was heading for, or at least hoping to find a vocalist that was along the lines of sort of Corey Taylor. And when I mean that, I mean, cleans sort of a little bit of growls and then the screams, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, to be honest, it was very complicated. We ended up with a, with uh, Adam, who was a great uh, screamo singer, at least at that time, and and but he couldn't do cleans too well. Um, and that's no, that's not putting him down. He's just he's just that kind of guy, you know. He's that kind of singer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then we had Martin, who 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 had hardly sung at all. Um, so we decided to uh, torture him and, and make him. <laughs> do the clean. So when we went into the recording studio, I threw him into the room and said, just give it a shot. And he thought, I don't know what to fucking do. I said, but just, you know, so after about 200 takes of me going in there and go, no, that's Nat King Cole. That's not what we're looking for. Um, suddenly he hit the mark and we're like, there you go. Right. That's that. So we worked through that, through that sort of long week. Um, and he ended up doing cleans fairly well. 
Um, we did think it was probably going to be a, a, a pretty bad car crash review-wise, but we put it out. And as I said, Karan gave us this 4K for this thing. It was like, fuck me. That, that's brilliant. You know? Yeah. Um, but we still had that issue. But I will give them credit for that. I think the guy, bo- both the vocalists worked on it to make it work. So you had the, the sort of the cleans and the aggression, you know, the screamo and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, you mentioned, it, you mentioned Corey Taylor. And so, I mean, there is clearly some influence of, you know, Slipknot, um, in some capacity there, you know, I hear, I hear like a lot of different musical, yeah. you know, kind of, uh, stylistic overtones, but nothing yeah. that, you know, it doesn't strike me as, as derivative in any way. I just kind of feel like your guys' sound has a unique, uh, component to it. And it, it could very well be, you know, that the, the style of, of vocals, the way they mix together, uh, works really well. And then just, uh, you know, the, the, it's a very bass heavy and probably due to yourself, I'm sure. Um, you know, you didn't get Jason Newsteaded out of the mix. So, uh, <laughs> you know, everything is, uh, it's got that very intense kind of low rumble, uh, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely those influences, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I thought I found myself going, ah, there's a you know, a little slipknot there, a little, little, maybe a little yeah. mud vein there, a little, you know, a little, yeah. you know, you said Romstein. And I was like, oh yeah, dude, especially in some of those, yeah, dung, 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 you know, just really kind of pounding, uh, backbeats I thought was really uh, a cool component. So also, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> I don't you, know. You, if- you, you, you're right in that sense. And I think, I mean, we, if you go on the website or anybody goes on the website, there's, there's, there's dozens and dozens of reviews and not one of them uh, compared to the next. I mean, they, they, they've called us anything from the misfits through to the UK slipknot. I mean, right. and, and anything in between, which is, I love that. I love the fact, cause that's kind of what I wanted to do with the band is create something that it's never going to be super original, but certainly, I didn't want to sound like that kind of genre or this kind of genre or be pigeonholed. I just wanted to take a little bit of everything between us all, put it in there and, and, you know, and see what come out. So I think we did fairly well in, in as much as, you know, it, 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 it does have an originality to it. Um, even though we've stolen different bits and bobs. And as far as the sound is concerned, I mean, my, my bass sound actually is, is quite trebly, but I, I, I use a, a crunch behind it to, to give it some oomph. But I tend to drop it below the guitars. But what you are hearing a lot of is bottom end on Martin's guitar, one of two, um, which gives it that sort of slipknot heavy bottom ended feel. And the fact that we're, <laughs> we're tuned down to, I believe, A. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to be at least B. So if you guys are in A... <laughs> That's just insanity with your strings flopping everywhere. I didn't see any baritone guitars on there, so uh, or seven strings. So, no. Uh, with the new lineup, there both of them do. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, fuck knows how Martin used to do it. I mean, he's, he's got a standard six string guitar. He ne- he he wasn't allowed to own any nice guitars because he would throw them in the air, drop them on the floor, kick them across the floor, beat the shit out of them, hit me in the head with them. <laughs> Uh, and vice versa. I mean, this thing, these guitars used to get some real pounding. Um, and we used to call him the king of gaffer tape because he, he everything was made of gaffer tape with him uh, to hold the guitars together, uh, among other things, including the van, probably. Um, so, yeah, you know, so he's just a six-string guitar, but for f- fuck knows how he did it, and a very simple Marshall amp, but he, he just seemed to pull out 
this 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 big guitar sound. Yeah, no, it's 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 fucking heavy, no doubt about it. Um, so you know, I I guess bringing it back then. So we've talked about you know, there's clearly some new stuff in the works. Um, there's uh, some hints dropped on your social media. We've talked about this lineup, and you've kind of had some posts. Hey, we're going to make some announcements about this lineup. So are we there yet? I mean, have you made official announcements regarding new lineups and, and you know, kind of what's coming out? I know theoretically there's uh, maybe a new song coming down the road here pretty soon. So what's going on with you guys right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously through the pandemic, I've, I've been writing an album uh, at home really mate because I mean I, I play the bass like a guitar so I, I kind of write the riffs and stuff and put the whole songs together and not not all of them obviously but a lot of them um, so I, I pretty much put an album together at home and then I joined a band called Hedra which are a lovely bunch of guys uh, really- Hedra I did not know you were involved in that that's <laughs> a fucking killer band yeah they're, they're a fantastic band and they're a great bunch of guys but, but I was traveling about two and a half hours each way uh, every fortnight to work with them, which wasn't an issue. But again, I, th- I think ultimately, you know, they might have had a different sort of mm, plan to mind perhaps and uh, pace. Um, and in the end through, we, we, we didn't manage to do any gigs together, sadly, uh, with, with the pandemic. But I had a great time with those guys, but, uh, you know, I needed to move on and I decided to, to, to reestablish STD. So I hunted down some new new guys, and uh, as it happens, it was only last week we confirmed the singer we've we've been working with for quite a while. Um, we've we've got about four or five songs already lining up, ready. With but the plan is very simple, and that is get about seven to nine songs together um, in the next few months. You know, getting them as tight as fuck and ready to play. Um, we will be recording an EP uh, somewhere early spring, um, well, end of winter, really, sort of end of February, somewhere around there. Um, we'll be putting out a video and stuff with it and, you know, doing all the promo shit and whatever. As far as announcing the band is concerned, not yet, no, but I'm, you know, we're, we're going to take some photographs. I believe it's somewhere around the 10th of October of all of our ugly fucking mugs and, uh, hopefully uh you know one out of 500 will do and uh nice you know we'll we'll, one or two and we might be able to hopefully sort of introducing the band at that point um but i I didn't want to jump the gun because obviously we have musicians coming in and out the band and i just wanted to feel that that the new guys were on board and they were happy before we made any announcement at all um and these guys are really cool Awesome. On your, you know I mean? on your website, yeah. it lists on your band, uh, bios, it lists only you <laughs> at this point. So it does. Did you, I mean, is everybody, uh, is it all different members at, at currently where you're at besides yourself, all different people from prior albums? Is anybody uh, remaining say from mind cell? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, no, not they. They've all moved on. They, they they've got a, another band apparently and doing their thing. Um, I don't really follow them very much. I don't get involved with them. Um, but that's that's another story. <laughs> not one to tell here. But uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's all new guys. I mean, we've got two phenomenal uh, guitarists, very, very talented. And these these guys use the baritone uh, guitars too. Um, we've got a hell of a drummer. I mean, you know, this guy makes things look, look like a piece of piss. I mean, he is absolutely great. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, very happy. And, you know, and then, the I mean, we tried four or five different singers and we, we finally found uh, a lad called Sam and he's uh, he, he's a very versatile singer. Um, it's early days. We've still got to work, you know, on a, on a lot of things. But, yeah, hopefully we'll be out there gigging, I don't know, maybe Christmas time around that time or early New Year. And we're, we're looking to do some dates in, in the new year, I'll probably put a small tour together around the UK for starters. Um, and I guess the idea is to uh, hopefully send out some submissions and see if some of the bigger festivals like, you know, Download and Bloodstock and so forth over here and maybe abroad will offer us some, some, some slots. Yeah. Yeah, that would you be know? awesome. And uh, with your new lineup – um and, and the new material that you're you're currently working on are we going to see kind of uh, along the same idea then and same feel that you went for with mind cell or are we going to see kind of something even even more progressive than that one <laughs> well uh i i, I think yeah i th i think the music is is elaborating and i think that bringing new blood into the band will always inject a, a slightly different direction. Um, I mean, these boys are into sort of kill switch, uh, Meshuga, Gajira, or Gajira, or whatever the fuck they're called, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm into the Slipknot type, type thing and uh, Ramstein and Black Sabbath, that kind of thing. So I think between us, yes, you will see a, a deviation slightly, although we will be heading... I wouldn't call it conceptual, but we are again heading in that sort of direction, but more towards the traditional STD uh, theme, if you like, you know? So yeah, going away from mind seller tad. Gotcha. <clears throat> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, mind cell just was such a cohesive, um, really just well thought out, uh, piece of a uh, of musical synergy. I was curious if uh, how that would work with all new members. Um, so clearly, everybody brings their own influences and and stuff like that. Um, so I'd be curious to see kind of how that plays out with you guys. That's uh, that's intriguing to say the least. Well, you would be the first one, you know, one of the first ones on the list to to have the advance copies. That's for sure. That's right, bitches. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So make sure you go and you know listen to Mike's show. Mm. That's important. Yeah. yeah, it's life. It's in. life changing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I tell people. It's life changing. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Yes. So for all four of you out there listening, thank you. You're amazing. Um, so. Indeed. <laughs> now, are you working? I, I seem to uh, remember an announcement. I don't know if this is old news now at this point, but there were some talks of of labels and distribution deals and publishing mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Is that? Uh, are you still working with the same folks uh, that you were working with? Uh, you know, Copper Lion out of Nashville and uh, yeah. I think another label I saw. Yep. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I, I've been working for on and off uh, with who is now, our, I would call him a U.S. manager. Uh, and I kind of handle here Europe at the moment. But 
James sort of oversees it. James Schaefer um, has been around for many, many years. He's worked with some of the biggest acts in the, on the planet, still does. Um, both recording and front of house and monitoring and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's got his contacts and stuff and he works very hard. Um, he's based around Nashville. Okay. Um, uh, just, I think it was just before the pandemic, uh, we'd been working on this publishing thing with Copperline for quite a while while James had, um, and then leaving Hedra, I picked up with that with James and we signed the contract with Copperline about almost a year ago now. Um, and we still work with them. It's, it's a, it's not a direct publishing thing. And as much as they give you a shitload of money and go, Hey, go and do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, um, it's more along the lines of a licensing thing. So they take your music and they try and put it into films and adverts and games and all that. Kind of all stuff. right on. Yeah. So in the meantime, we, we sit and wait and, uh, hope to God that they shout us and send us a check with big money. <laughs> <laughs> to cover your top ramen expenses for the month. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, in the meantime, obviously there's not a lot James has been able to do with what with the pandemic, of course, and right. then, uh, with the band having been put on hiatus for a while, but having talked to him quite a few times recently, we're back on track. So as soon as the, uh, the EP and the, and we, we will be doing some demos for, for what will later be a full album as well. We're doing both. Um, an EP and like, a full length. Well, the EP will be put out, as I said, around sort of late spring next year. Um, you know, and uh, towards the fans and so forth. But we we are writing a full album in the background. But I didn't want to put it out straight away. I I I want James to sort of do his magic and and hopefully try and find us a deal over there that at the very least will cover. Uh, the production cost for, for, you know, for, for the album and for a couple of videos perhaps, and maybe a bit of tour support and then let James do what he does best, which is to get the band on, on some shows, you know, some, some support tours or something. Hell yeah. That sounds killer. That's so, the plan. <laughs> well, you know, as we've all learned the last couple of years, sometimes your plans just go in the shitter, right? Um, for, uh, <laughs> yeah. Any number of reasons, uh, but it sounds like you've got a, a good plan in place. You've got some good people you're working with. Uh, you've got a solid foundation that uh, you kind of know where you want to go directionally. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident you guys are, are going to be able to make that happen. And aside from, you know, of course, doing your own band, then you also act as uh, like a like in management and representation for other bands, correct? I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I would like to put in there at this point that obviously when we do start pushing the band again, um, one of the things that has helped us along from day one incredibly. Um, and, and I think a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of bands miss, miss this is that a lot of the, you know, hundreds of online radio stations, including yourself, of course, and, uh, online magazines and and we we we've been fairly lucky with you know with national uh, what do you call it physical press as well, um, but you know without without you guys, I I, I you know we, we wouldn't reach nowhere near uh, the listeners or the people that, that 
that we do. So I, I would like to express a thank you for that, for to to yourself and to everybody else. Oh, well, thank uh, you, brother. And it goes it goes both ways too, because you know, especially. Um, not that I want to say there was a benefit to any kind of uh, an outbreak or a lockdown, but what I what I have found is that a lot of artists who were once hesitant to talk to media that wasn't like the Kerrangs or you know like all of the super famous you know Metal Edge and you know maybe all the all the publications that were like really high end stuff people started responding to requests reaching out to people on Facebook people would call you back like yeah man I'd love to do your show it, it just mm. it, it kind of went both ways where people kind of looked at it and said you know I think now is the time to really reach out to other outlets that maybe I wouldn't have. And the beauty of the internet is that it goes everywhere. You know, um, you know, you can have a, a, a magazine or a show based out of one, you know, one spot, but it goes worldwide so fast as opposed to say terrestrial radio, which is very market-based. Um, so, I mean, so thank, thanks to everybody out there as well, who's, you know, kind of taken those chances and, and I think created a lot of new fan bases and, and as a lot of people are now being looked at like, Oh my gosh, these are, these people are, are so approachable. Yeah. They could be, you know, established musicians or rock stars or underground guys or whatever you want to say, but people are having conversations, I think, more than they ever have. And it's just, it's benefited everybody. I think that many eyes have been open to new things they wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to. Well, I think that, I mean, sometimes the underground scene can be, uh, it can be quite fragmented uh, and unidirectional. And also it can be a bit bitchy at times, but I think... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, people, all, loads of people, you know, we everybody makes mistakes and says things they shouldn't do and things and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, ultimately, it's a brotherhood or a sisterhood or both. And, and I think that everybody through the pandemic kind of realized that everybody needs to pull together and work together and help each other out. Uh, and, you know, whatever, whatever issues they have or whatever, put that all aside and just get involved but i also think that and, and i agree with you that it, it it took a while for a lot of these people to actually realize that you need to network with people and become friends and you know and, and work with each other and, and and help each other out and support each other because if you don't do that then you know you're locking yourself out of a lot of uh, of support and help and reaching out to you know uh, old and new fans and, and and I think that the radios and the press and and don't get me wrong, I mean they've been doing that for this band since two fourteen, Mike. You know, and uh, we we owe them a lot. We owe you all guys, all you guys that do this uh, a lot. Um, so I've always had that respect, and then you'll you'll probably see that I throw out a shitload of promo uh, for other bands and venues and radios and press and things, uh, you know, on a regular basis because yeah. you should. Yeah, no, I've, it's one of the things I, I noticed about you is you, you're very um, active oh, in, you know, either sharing posts or or not even just posts, but like, hey, there's a festival, here's an event, here's a concert, yeah. here's this, here's this band's yeah. new thing. I mean, there's always something that you are yeah. doing to promote 
the scene yeah. and and uh you know it, it doesn't seem to matter whether or not it's mm. you know something that you're personally involved in or people that you know it's just like boom here you go check this out and i think that if everybody yeah. just did a couple of hey check this out posts um yeah. then then you know we yeah. would be even just that much farther uh more ahead of the game I agree. I agree and i think that you know for any bands to break through and become I guess you'd call it mainstream or whatever. I mean, uh, I think that you have to have that support behind, you know, um, to, to give them that lift up. And that comes from, from, from the brotherhood, if you want to call it that, you know, everybody putting a bit in and, and, and helping them up. And there have been a few bands that, that, that have managed that gladly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, now that the pandemic is over or, or not over, but you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're heading in the right direction now. I think that, there's a few bands now. I mean, Bloodstock have done an incredible job. And I think Download too, perhaps here in the UK, of introducing these bands and, and pushing them out there and helping them. And that's, that's incredibly important. Um, I wish that some of the mainstream press and some of the mainstream radio would actually uh, come on board with the underground scene, which they don't seem to do so much. But, you know, um, I think it would help. But in the meantime, you know, we've got guys like your dear self that puts this around all around the world. So yeah, it's a good thing. And coming back to bands. Yes, I do. I, I, I manage, well, I did, I managed four or five, uh, different types of bands, uh, on, on different levels, depending on what they want. Um, but obviously one or two of them are dropped out through the pandemic and others, you know, and obviously they've been quite dormant. I had to cancel two, two big tours, for, for a couple of the acts uh, and I've never booked anything until now when they're, you know, they're, they're beginning to want to play again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, Black Rose, which is the main band I look after, which are a great sort of classic rock band, I guess, sleaze rock, that kind of thing. Um, absolutely brilliant band uh, for anybody who wants to go and check them out. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, you've got Pennonsville, which is, well, it's more Americana than anything else. They're a good bunch of guys. Good music. Um, the self-titled, which was my previous band, which, uh, as I said, you know, a million, a million of arguments and uh, yeah, all sorts of insults <laughs> and that. But yeah, we still get on well. And the lineup they have now is is re probably the best they've had, and uh, they're writing some great material. Uh, Molly Karloff uh, from Oxford, around that area. There's kind of a modern rock type feel to those guys, and there, there's only a, it's a trio, and a great band, good, good, good bunch of lads, and they're they're doing well for themselves too. Oh yeah, yeah, I do do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, again, though, just another way that you are doing your part to support the scene, and and also not just metal, right? I mean, you're you're kind of saying I'm going to take take some efforts and and promote just music for music's sake, you know, uh, take some artists, give them some exposure, you know, work with them, get them some shows, uh, you know, provide some, some insight. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Uh, and not only just because you have your own band going on, um, but just because it, it sends the message that, you know, you care about, about music and the scene and what people are doing. So that's, uh, that's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's something that I, 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 I'd done professionally many, many, many years ago. Um, my business partner sadly passed away, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago now. And uh, when, when we were doing it properly, 
um, and I sort of shied away from it. Um, and I also feel that there, there's a lot of mm, unsavory people that come up every now and again that sort of take the piss out the bands and that kind of thing. So uh, it took me a lot to kind of say, yeah, all right, you know, and, and I mean, you know, they pay me a little sum of money for me to, to, to help them through, but I don't take a lot of money from them. And uh, I certainly wouldn't take it if I can't help them. Um, and it's got to the point with one or two of them where I've said, look, I can't help you further. So I'd rather you do your own thing, but yeah, you know, it's about guiding the guys and helping them. And perhaps if I, you know, I'm not the biggest professional on the planet, but I think if I can save people from fucking up, um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe some of the, the stupid errors that I've done in my life and, uh, you know, that's a good thing. Um, and hopefully they can. Uh, avoid a few, you know, a few car crashes and uh, and get ahead a bit a bit quicker. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Well, that's all <laughs> yeah. you can hope for. You know, you you take your your cocoons and you crack them open and you force those fucking butterflies loose upon the world. And uh, you know, once you get them to a certain point, you know, at that point, it's uh, have fun, kids. It's all you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Black Black Rose are doing really well. They played some major festivals and they put out an album. Um, you know, we, we we edited and remixed it and put it out, and I mean, it, it did we did well. Um, and now they're they're trundling along. You know, they're 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 pushing out singles and videos, and you know, we're putting it out there. And they're yeah, great, great, great band. So awesome. Well, uh, we have covered a ton of material here today. Uh, so, so thank you for, for diving deep with me on some of that stuff. Is there anything else that you want to uh, say to the world of interwebs radio today before I let you get back to your evening of empty Jack Daniels bottles? <laughs> yes, yes. And empty they are. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I mean, it's the usual thing really. I, I you know, I've always, thanked anybody that either appreciates supports plays buys what we do um uh, become they become our friends um and i i like to think of our fans more as friends of the band um i i would also as i said before i like to thank everybody from from the from the biggest to the smallest festivals and all the venue owners that give us the opportunities, not just, not just STD, but to, to all the bands, uh, all you guys, radio and press and everybody else. And I would say my, my advice is, you know, stick with it, work hard, try and stick together as a band and, uh, get a plan together and, you know, work, work hard at it. Um, and as I said before, everybody makes mistakes. You, you know, hopefully you can move past those things and, uh, you know, do the festivals and the shows and the tours and the radios and the press and, you know, and, and get on as a team all together, everybody, you know, and, and make this scene that we work in. Uh, well, God knows. I mean, I would like to say, uh, what would you call it? Viable again, as far as, you know, financially viable for, for people to, to have a career in and, you know, and that's a whole different ball game, but yeah, you know, it'd be nice to see it thrive full on. Yeah. Again, uh, you know? yeah. I, I would love nothing more 
then to say that that was a that was a very good Oscar speech, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, you heard it from the source here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Saunders spreading the disease. Thank you, brother. This has been an absolute blast. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you giving me the time and uh, to, to to have a chat. It's, it's been a it's been an honor working with you, man, and uh, hopefully for for a long time ahead too. Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt we'll catch up again in the not-so-distant future. As always, thanks to all of you for hanging out with Steve and I here in the Wasteland. Don't forget to follow Misery Point Radio on all the social media and streaming platforms. And now, as promised, one last song from STD that we mentioned earlier in the show. So here it is from the Mind Cell EP. This one's called The Anger Inside. KFMP out! Yeah, you're